Hey guys, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Beth and Katie, founders of Pre-PA Clinic, and we are so happy you are here. If you are pre-PA, then you are in the right place, and we are so excited to help you get accepted to PA school. One myth out there is that you have to be a perfect candidate to get accepted to PA school, and we are here to tell you it is simply not true. We have years of experience working at PA schools, reviewing CASPA applications, deciding who to interview, and deciding who to accept. And guess what? You can absolutely get accepted to PA school without perfect stats. And we are here to show you exactly how to apply to PA school the right way so you can get accepted. You have probably heard about our application to acceptance course, also known as A to A course, and have seen the testimonials from all the applicants that have been accepted because of this course. A to A is invaluable for showing you how to pick the right PA schools that value your strengths and are more willing to overlook weaknesses, creating your strongest application that stands out to programs so that they are really excited to interview you, deep diving into each and every part of your CASPA application to make sure you are highlighting yourself the right way, how to answer interview questions so you crush your interview, and so much more. We literally walk you through creating your strongest, most competitive application. So if you haven't joined A to A yet, definitely get in and let's put together your most outstanding PA school application. We are so excited to see you in the private A to A group and can't wait to hear which PA schools you land interviews at and where you decide to attend. Sign up in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. So today I'm going to talk about being a PA in emergency medicine. What's to love about it and what is maybe not so awesome about this specialty. So I spent the bulk of my career as a PA working in emergency medicine and wanted to share my perspective and some insider info. So if you have ever daydreamed about going into this field of medicine when you were a PA, this episode is for you and to give you some insight and a perspective about what it's like. So let's break down the good, the bad, the ugly and the unexpected of working in the emergency department. Okay, let's kick things off with the pros. So first off, the schedule. Have you ever wanted to have a bunch of weekdays off to run errands without the weekend crowds or the opportunity to travel? Working in the ER can give you that flexibility. You might work fewer days a week with longer shifts, like three 12-hour shifts, for example, which means more full days off which to me is such a score. And because of the shift work and typically longer than normal shifts, you end up working less days a month. Also, since the ER is 24 seven, seven days a week, every single day of the year, as long as you work with a flexible scheduler and team, you are typically able to have a ton of flexibility in your time off. So for example, I love to travel and it's one of my greatest passions to visit far-flung destinations, often that are quite difficult to get to and that take time. In most positions, especially in typical nine to five jobs, you get one to two weeks of vacation a year if you're lucky. But in the ER, I was able to stack my shifts. My full-time contract was only for 10 days a month. So I could stack my shifts together, then take a huge chunk of time off to travel. For instance, I could work five days in a row on the front end of the month, then five days on the back end of the month while having all of those weeks in between to travel or be off. So yes, by day four or five of that stack, especially when we were slammed, it was a long row of shifts, but knowing I was able to travel somewhere incredible and be off for a bulk of time was a great motivator and made it all worth it. Next, the paycheck. Emergency medicine PAs often have a leg up in the salary department, and it's one of the higher paid specialties. On average, you're looking at a range of starting 
at at least $100,000 to $140,000 per year, and most of the time more, especially depending on where you are and your experience. Next, the diversity of diagnoses. You know those kids that loved mystery boxes or science experiments? Well, if you were one of them, the ER is your adult version of this. You never know what's coming through the door. From fractures to fevers and everything in between, the variety ensures you will never have a dull day. I remember doing my primary care rotation when I was in PA school and being somewhat bored with the monotony of chronic diseases, but with the ER, it's fast-paced and every patient is a different symptom, a different presentation, diagnosis, treatment plan, plus you have everything you want to order to definitively diagnose a patient basically at your fingertips. So again, in most outpatient medicine or primary care, there's a space of time from when you order to when you actually receive results. But with emergency medicine, everything is real time. You order and rule out or rule in emergent and urgent diagnoses while the patient is still there with you, which I love so much. You can make patients immediately feel better, find near immediate answers to reassure them of what is causing their symptoms, or develop a quick plan of care to get them the answers they need, which is such a plus. Next, continual learning. The ER is basically a crash course, no pun intended, in all things medical. You encounter a huge range of conditions from common diagnoses to those rare zebras, which means you're always on your toes, you're always learning, you're always researching, you're always putting your heads together with members of your team. You work closely with other healthcare providers, so there's always a wealth of knowledge to soak up and to share. So those are some of my favorite things about emergency medicine, but like with any job, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. So let's talk about the cons. So shift work. Remember those varied hours and shift work that I just raved about? Well, they can also be a major con. Overnight shifts, weekends, holidays, the ER never sleeps, and that means sometimes that you feel like you don't either. You will have to work holidays and weekends. You will have to stay late many, many times, and you will miss out on certain things that a typical 9-to-5-er doesn't miss out on. This is especially true if you have kids or a family. You are typically on shift during recitals and sports practices, your kids' games or award shows. You miss out on weekends as a family and something as simple as family dinner together every night. And this is one of the biggest bummers of working in the ER. The other huge disadvantage is burnout. It is a real thing, especially in emergency medicine. The intensity, the emotional highs and lows, the high stress, fast paced necessity of making quick decisions that must be the right decision for the best care of the patient, it can all wear on you and it can be really tough to cope with. Towards the end of my 10 years in emergency medicine, this is what pushed me away from it. It became soul sucking and exhausting. Now, a lot of this was because we had some major administration changes at my hospital that made it less fun to be there. Um, But the other part was also on me and not creating healthy boundaries. So if you are able to make boundaries and stick to them and your admin and your team are as awesome as you are, then this may not be an issue for you. Next, the stress level. So the ER is, well, emergent. There's always a rush. There's always a sense of urgency. It can be absolutely thrilling and exciting, but it can also be really mentally and emotionally taxing, which can lead to the burnout we just talked about. And on the days when it's balls to the wall, nonstop patience and high acuity, those days can really suck because it feels like you can't be in all the places you need to be 
you get behind on charting, you have multiple really sick patients that need attention. And when someone's life and livelihood is depending on you, that's a huge amount of stress. You really have to have strong coping skills and stress management to be in emergency medicine. I remember on my busiest, most stressful, high acuity days, when I left my shift, I was so grateful for a long drive home because it took a good hour to decompress and feel like a normal human again, to process the day that I just had and all the patients that I saw and to regulate my stress to normal levels by the time I walked in my front door. Also, sometimes you'll have patients you just can't forget and their stories and what they've gone through might stay with you. This emotional connection can be tough, especially when, when outcomes aren't favorable. So difficult diagnoses, especially like abuse or major trauma or a new diagnosis of cancer that you have to tell a patient about or having to tell family that their loved one died. Those are all really difficult moments that can stay with you forever and have an impact on you. You have to have the strength to process all that comes up during and sometimes for a really long period of time after seeing patients that make an emotional impact on you. So to wrap things up, becoming an emergency medicine PA is undeniably rewarding, but it's also super intense. If you're passionate about diving into the thick of it, you thrive on excitement and adrenaline. You have the coping skills to handle the lows and are up for the challenges of the ER. This can be an incredibly fulfilling career for a PA. So go in with both eyes open, ready to embrace both the joys and the difficulties, and most of all, to make a huge difference in the lives of your patients. So I hope this gave you a little bit of insight into the pros and cons of working in emergency medicine as a PA. Thanks for tuning in, and we are so excited to see where your PA career takes you and catch you at the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are so excited for your future as a PA and to help you get into PA school. Don't forget to check out our super popular application to acceptance course. This is where we show you exactly how to create your strongest, most competitive PA school application. You can absolutely get accepted to PA school, even with a low GPA or less than average stats, as long as you apply the right way. We show you exactly how to do this and build your strongest CASP application so you can land interviews and get accepted to PA school. In this course, you will find coaching sessions with us, CASPA experience details templates, so you can literally just plug in your information and put it into CASPA knowing that it's super competitive and highlights your strengths, personal statement writing worksheets to quickly write an outstanding personal statement that catches the attention of PA schools, interview question workbooks for MMI and traditional interviews, and direct access to us in a private community to help you through every step of the way. Make sure that you have your strongest, most competitive PA school application so you can land interviews and get accepted. Your future patients are waiting for you, and we can't wait to see you in the course. Check out Application to Acceptance in the show notes. We'll catch you at the next episode.